Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you guys are here with us today because we have a very special guest with us. We have with us today, Mr. Dan Sykes, and he is the founder of Somatic Training Network. He's also the host of the podcast, Somatic Fanatic, and the author of the new book, which is also called Somatic Fanatic. And he's here today to talk to us all about this particular type of healing art that uh, helps to reset the nervous system. And I'm excited because I really don't know that much about it and I'm ready to learn all about it. And I hope that you guys are too. So I wanna thank you so much, Dan, for being here with us today. Thanks very much, Melissa. Very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. I'm very interested in learning more about um, your story and all of the ways that you're helping people because I know that you have your own podcast and you are also the author of a new book, which is very exciting, which is, I'm sure, helping so many people. So I cannot wait to hear all about that. Um, but how about if you start by just telling us a little bit about you, who is Dan Sykes, and how did you stumble upon somatic arts? Well, I uh, am an entrepreneur and I was a filmmaker in younger years and musician in the early part of my life. That's what a lot of my life was aimed at till about 30 years old. Um, at 30, I stopped uh, doing music and trying to get a film career off the ground and helped my wife uh, develop a company she had started. And for about 12 years, we worked together scaled this company up and sold it in 2010 or 11, uh, quite a while ago. And I went back to filmmaking um, and wrote, produced, directed, and starred in a feature film that we shot entirely in Russia and uh, spent four years really working on that and got to the point where uh, four years later, it became clear to me that the film was not going to get picked up by a distributor and was going to die on the vine, I guess you would say. And also we had sold our company years before we had three kids. We had been together almost 20 years by that point and found ourselves in this American dream scenario of early retirement heading in very different directions. You know, we had come through this massive adventure for two decades together and as we suddenly were comfortable and on this sort of semi-permanent hiatus and trying to figure out what are we gonna do, our, our answers turned out to be very, very different from each other. And by the time my film was done, it became clear that the marriage was also done. And I found myself 45 years old. Um, I had always been on the sort of, lower side of obese, like American overweight, sort of my entire life, uh, very non-physical. Um, my life was writing and playing drums and singing and everything in the head only. Um, and I suddenly found my life falling apart and really fell into a pretty serious midlife crisis. That's what the book is about. The subtitle is how Training my nervous system with masters around the world helped me beat my midlife crisis. And it really is the story of the last 10 years of my life and how I went from this feeling of despair and that the best part of my life was over and the <clears throat> vital 
party that everybody else around me was living was, was something I was not invited to and all this poisonous kind of thinking that happens when you hit that midlife crisis. And, um, you know, I had perceived myself as so weak and non-athletic and with a very low tolerance for pain that I, I, I didn't know what to do. And when I was in Russia filming my movie, I met these retired Russian special forces officers that were teaching this martial art called Sistema which as it turns out was based on training the nervous system and it doesn't have combination moves. It doesn't have um, um, set menus of how you respond to things. What they do is they put you through all kinds of training to enhance the capacity of your nervous system. And in doing so reduce the chronic tension that you're, you're walking around with. Uh, we all have muscles somewhere in our body that won't let go no matter how much they wish we wish they would. Mm -hmm. uh, the Russian military uses a combination of ancient arts and modern neuroscience that they got through the Soviet um, sports uh, ministry, lots and lots of uh, experiments done with their Olympic teams and all kinds of stuff. And they amalgamated these two systems together into the modern martial art of Sistema for soldiers. It's a soldier art. It's not a sport. Now, I met those guys, but I would not train with them. When I shot my movie, I was just like, wow, get me out of here. I, I cannot deal with this. But then years later, when I'm in the divorce, the movie's going nowhere. I was in so much emotional pain that I finally said to myself, you know, I, I think I'm going to train with these guys. And uh, I, I'm going to whatever they want to do, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to fly there and submit. And they start their training with this very intense form of body work. They use a uh, different type of sticks and uh, drive them into your back and into your neck and your stomach and your legs. Uh, they use what they call therapeutic strikes with fists and with big thick whips that they bend over and make into a loop and, and almost like they're like you, they're cleaning a rug or something with you. It, it's not the end of a whip, but it, it's heavy strikes and there's no question it was the most pain i ever experienced uh, by far and yet as they're doing all this to you they're coaching you it, it, it's not a massage or body work it, it is uh, martial arts training you're just on a massage table so it kind of looks like massage but really your role in that is to be active and they teach you tricks of breathing and moving your attention around to deal with the intensity of the pain and to, and to realize and to uh, not realize, but remind your nervous system that as you move, you're moving in uh, what are called myofascial meridians. These are lines up and down of muscles that work in tandem. And you guys might be familiar with some of the um, Eastern disciplines that talk about meridians in terms of energy work and things sure. like that. The Russians view meridians in the very practical sense of um, muscles that are used to working as a group and therefore contract together and respond. And what you learn, what your nervous system learns over time is that if I were to take sticks and poke them into the sides of your neck and it produced discomfort and pain and fear and some kind of fear reaction, um, you could try to command your neck to relax all you want. And, and when you're in that fear state, your neck will not relax.
But if you go further down that meridian and I'm poking sticks in your neck and I feel that there's a lot of tension, say, in your sacrum area, the top of your butt, and I coax you to let go of your sacrum, your nervous system will allow you, even with the sticks in your neck, your nervous system will allow you to let go in your sacrum because it's not under threat. And when you do that, the muscles under the sticks in your neck will relax because that entire meridian will relax. So slowly they bring you um, to this sort of panic state and then coax you how to get back into what we call the para parasympathetic state, if your viewers are used to that uh, language. But this is the state of relaxation that, that most um, what I call somatic disciplines are involved with. So I got into it through a very intense um, set of training. And it, it totally transformed my life. And yet it was so intense that when I asked myself the question of who do I know back home that would, would do this and, and, and experience this life transforming uh, training I just went through, I knew the answer was no one because I knew these guys for three years and I wouldn't go anywhere near them. I knew that um, a Russian military sort of, uh, what would you say, imagery is off-putting to some people and the intensity of it is off-putting and there's so much fear. So I started thinking to myself, I wonder what this pain is doing. I wonder what the fear is doing. I wonder if there's another way to get this transformation uh, without the pain and fear. Or is that bringing something different to the table that say yoga might? And I started doing yoga training and I did them in tandem and then I eventually was looking for what I felt was the, really the exact opposite of the coin of this military training of the nervous system. And I eventually found what I believe is the exact opposite of the coin, which is a discipline called Feldenkrais method invented by Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais in the 60s and 70s. Um, this is generally practiced by people with pretty serious problems of movement or neurological problems, children with cerebral palsy, children who are born and they can't move correctly, people with multiple sclerosis and other kinds of like really serious uh, issues. Maybe they were in a car accident. So Feldenkrais method is very much used for uh, recovery from trauma. It's used for neurological problems and it's used a lot by classical musicians to get hyper performance from their fingers. And it's very gentle. And this started me down this journey around the world for 10 years of training, cross-training in disciplines that train the nervous system. And I got the word somatic from the Feldenkrais method, which was the first method that described themselves as a somatic method. And that word comes from soma, meaning the body. And somatic, they use it to mean the experience of your body, of feeling your body. I've adopted that to, that I, I use the word somatic to represent any training discipline that trains the nervous system. And we now know that uh, many of the ancient disciplines that people use that are slow motion based disciplines, such as yoga, such as Tai Chi, such as Qigong and, and many others are in fact training the nervous system. They don't use that word because those those methods were invented thousands of years before the nervous system was recognized. But we now know through science that what is actually occurring when you go to your yoga class is you are training your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so that's the sense in which I learned that word. 
and came to have a perspective that there's a wide range of disciplines that are sort of in the Baskin Robbins sense of it, there are 31 flavors of the same ice cream. Yeah, that is very interesting. And I want to circle back to you. What on earth would cause you, give you the courage to go train with Russian officers? And I mean, did you have any idea that that's what they were going to do is put you through all this pain? Well, I saw someone go through it. There's a scene in the movie I made where someone gets their very first um, stick body work in, in Moscow. And it was very cathartic, but extremely painful. And I, I witnessed uh, a, a person on my staff who was there to train in Sistema. He was the drummer in our movie. And we paid him with private Sistema lessons for three months. I gave him pocket money and uh, a lot of money toward private lessons because it was his meeting that young man is who brought me into that world. I met him here in Maine. Um, and he gave me some preliminary, um, lessons that really took my curiosity. And, um, I had not felt things like I felt working with him. He was a long-term karate guy and he, uh, he met a Sistema master. And what he said to me is what, what hooked him is sort of what hooked me. He said, in my karate career, I always knew that when I would fight the, the teacher, the teacher would win and I would wind up in pain on the ground, but I always knew why. I knew he punched me, he kicked me, whatever happened. When I, when I trained with a, a high-level Sistema instructor, he said, I had no idea what just happened to me over and over and over again. There's some strange thing happened and I, I did not know why I was on the ground in pain. And that put the itch in his mind. And the same thing happened. I went to a first class and certain things happened. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, when I went to this first class with the young guy here in Bangor, before I went to Moscow, I said to him, listen, I, I, you know, you can see I'm out of shape. I've never been an athlete. And uh, we really have to work on strengthening my core because I can't even do a single push-up, uh, sit-up. I've never been able to do a single sit-up. And he looked at me and he said, that's, that's not possible. It doesn't really take that much effort to do one sit-up. And I said, I can't do it. And he said, show me. And I, I went down and I was struggling and huffing and puffing and sweating. And I just couldn't get one sit-up. So he had me stand and he felt my stomach. And he said, can we try an experiment? And I said, sure. And he said, I'm, I'm going to give you um, what we call a therapeutic strike. It won't be very hard. And I, I hit you in a way that's going to coax your stomach muscles to relax. So when I, when I strike you, I'll have you do it on an exhale and you're going to feel the sensation like your stomach is dropping out of your body because I'm going to coax it to let go of tension very quickly. And he gave me this particular type of strike we do. And I felt that emptying out of my guts. And he said, okay, try it now. And I went down to the floor and I whipped out 15 sit-ups without even trying. Wow. And I couldn't believe it. And he said, you know what, um, you perceive yourself as weak, but a lot of overweight people spend their entire life sucking their stomach. In, and this habituates tension. And he said, even though you've got 
fat over it. You've actually got a rocking six pack under there because you've been sucking your gut in your whole life. You have no muscle cells left unengaged to do a sit-up. That's why you can't do a sit-up because all your muscles are already tight. You have nothing left to do it. I hit your stomach, your stomach relaxed. And you see, you, your stomach is actually very strong. And this blew my mind. And he said, you are carrying so much tension in your body of habituated tension. You perceive yourself as weak. You're actually magnitude stronger than you think you are. What we need to do is shut those commands off so your muscles relax and you can use them to do the work. Um, and over about a month, I came to realize that I was so much stronger in the current state of not working out, not anything, but just being alive by relaxing my muscles. I had so much strength. It really was incredible. And that was part of me realizing there's an aspect to reality of even my own reality that I've been completely oblivious to this whole time. I'm 45 years old and for everything I've learned there are mysteries going on inside me that I am completely clueless about. So I am going to go to Russia and I'm going to see what's happening here. And e even though I'm afraid, I'm going to go anyway, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's incredible. And after feeling this, uh, is it sound, I mean, when you're talking about what they do, it sounds like torture <laughs> when I'm sitting here. It starts that way. It, it, it does yeah. start as torture. And, and, it, and it comes from the, one of the things they do for um, special forces guys is through this thing that I'm now a certified practitioner of this particular type of body work. It's torturous, but they soften their soldiers. I, I jokingly call these special forces guys the Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy dolls of death because they are so floppy. They are so loose and you can beat them all day long and they're just like a rag doll. They just, they literally don't care. They just keep looking at you as you're hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. And they're so famous for, you can whip them. You can hit them with sticks and bats and they're, and they're like water. They just take it and they don't care. And, and there's famous footage of our grandmaster having um, MMA guys come and just hit him and hit him till they can't even lift their arms up anymore. And then he does what they, we call ballistic strikes, where you, you send a wave and keep your arm loose and just send this wave right through the person's body into their spine. And in one shot, he's got these massive guys down on the ground after they've worn themselves out beating him. And there's no black and blue. There's no scratches. There's nothing because they are so soft. They only clench their muscles like a yogi would when they need to clench their muscles. They remember what the yogic traditions and, and um, Asian traditions remember, but a lot of Western, especially like kind of uh, bodybuilding traditions have totally lost sight of is that work should go from relaxed muscles through contraction and then back to totally relaxed again. That is the natural cycle of work. If you look at any animals, big cats, anything, they're completely relaxed until the moment they pounce. They brace, they pounce, and then they're back to relaxed again. And in the West, we have forgotten this, that we concentrate on the clenching, the clenching, the clenching. And we're, our coaches are always telling us, feel the burn, feel the burn. And it's important to feel the burn. But, you know, there's other things to feel also, not just the burn. And that's what I try to remember. There's also ease to feel. 
There's pleasure to feel. There's deliciousness to feel. I was reading your website and your story, and you know, there's nervous system training that helps us feel more toward touch as a gift. There, you know, you you don't only have to learn to move and feel more for healing. You don't only have to learn it for combat and competition. You don't only have to learn it for wellness, but you can train yourself to feel magnitudes more for giving and receiving touch as a gift also. But there's yeah, a wide, so I would say the, the, the biggest thing I learned is that there's a magnitude of disciplines that train the nervous system from their culture and their intent. There's, there's martial art intent there's gentle arts intent, there's sensual arts intent, body working arts intent to increase your ability to physically feel. There's a wide, wide variety of disciplines in the world. And the key is to find one that makes sense for you and that you're gonna enjoy doing all the time. And that will transform your life over time by creating a practice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And circling back to something you said, it makes sense too with the tension thing. Because I know just going through life, many of us hold a lot of tension in our bodies without even realizing that we're doing it. And you always hear stories about people who say they fall. When they reach out to break the fall or they have some resistance to it, that's when they receive more injury than if they were just like tuck and roll or go with it, you know, because we're so conditioned to, and it's the fear, I think, again, the fear of falling, fear of getting hurt, that we brace ourselves. And then you hear of so many people who break their wrists or, you know, injure themselves a lot. And then you talking about the soldiers getting hit and not bruising or anything. That's incredible. One thing that we do um, that is really interesting, a, a, a thing that many people are rightfully frightened of is falling downstairs. You have all these sharp edges you're, you're going to hit. And, and if you fall forward, it's such a long way before you even get to the stairs. So what we do to train in falling down stairs safely, and we, we do a lot of training with stairs and uh, making friends with the stairs so you can fall downstairs and not get hurt. The very first thing uh, the Russians would have you do is lay on the stairs and, and very softly like um, massage your face and neck and shoulders with the edges of the stairs and, and just spend 10 minutes um, getting friendly with the stairs. As they would say, change your relationship. So when you see this edge of the stairs and, and it's loosening your neck and it's making your shoulder feel nice and, and you're dealing with it so gently that it reorients you to a friendlier thing. And then when you start doing the drills to fall and not clench up and, and relax instead, even on this kind of extreme um, landscape of a stairway, it really helps. So one of the Russian uh, proverbs is, if something scares you, if it's the floor, if it's falling, massage yourself on the floor. Rub your face on it. Get down there. Like treat it like it's your day-old kitten, and that it's it's friendly. Become friendly with these objects that frighten you, and it does help your psyche deal with the unexpected in terms of that object in a much gentler way. And you can be gentle to yourself. All of us, if you see a three-year-old fall downstairs, they rarely get hurt. 
Mm -hmm. They have not been put through the civilizing process. They expand, they relax to surprise, they expand to fall, they exhale and become um, doughy. They fall, I describe when I'm training people with rolling and things, roll not like a wheel, roll like a bag of potatoes that's not quite full, where you're kind of just letting yourself roll over yourself. Mm -hmm. um, this is really key to getting over the fear. Most of us through the civilizing process, the terrible twos happen because suddenly for all, every one of us, our contract with the world changes. For the first two years, everyone listens to when we cry and they feed us and they hug us and everything's accommodating our needs. And we can do whatever we want. We can crawl wherever we want. Suddenly around three years old, we, the, the needs of the group start being enforced and the rules are changing. We say, no, 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 be quiet, stand up when I say stand up, eat dinner when I say eat dinner. You can't slap your sister, you can't take the toy. And slowly as we civ are civilized, these shocks and unex uh, unexpected events start where we develop this habit of clenching to the unexpected instead of expanding and letting go to the unexpected like a young child does. So by the time we hit 20, 25 years old, if we fall down the stairs, like you were saying earlier, we clench up in fear and that, that hard contact is what causes the damage. If you contact sloppy and, and uh, like an elephant trunk hitting the ground, you're not gonna get hurt. And, and it's, it's a real huge psychological barrier. When I was taking the training and finally learned to fall in any direction from a standing position on concrete without getting hurt at all, this was a major thing I had to overcome in my psyche to realize that it doesn't matter how hard the concrete is. It only matters how hard I am. If I am as soft as a mattress, I'm not going to get hurt when I fall on that concrete. Now, if I fall from a second story window, that's a different story. But even from standing, if we fall on concrete, many of us are going to get hurt. Uh, you have to train to, what we say, rekindle that childlike sense of the world through yeah. training your nervous system. I mean, that makes total sense. It really does. Because even as you were talking about that, I was, in, I was imagining little kids falling and like you said, they almost never get hurt. They just get right back up again. And it's, as you get older, so many people get that fear of falling, especially, you know, I know my mom used to be that way when she got sick, she would like had this really big fear of falling because she was so weak. And so I think uh, as you get older, a lot of people pick up more of that fear that's going on. Um, but it makes sense that expanding yourself and familiarizing yourself more. I love that, that you just get down on the floor and get to know the floor, get to know the stairs. I mean, that makes sense. It sounds weird when you hear it at first, but that definitely makes sense. So I mean, what, what we try to recommend people to do is to go down to the floor and get up 10 times a day. And when you start, you may have to go one knee at a time and use your hands. What we do in Sistema uh, in particular is we try to go down to the floor and get up without using our hands at all 10 times a day and with the least amount of effort possible. And you, by doing that, you really 
realize that getting up from the floor, there's a lot of moves involved in that. It, it is actually not a simple thing. There's a lot of work. One famous thing we did at a seminar I went to one time was they just had everyone mirror, you go into with partners and one person follows and the other person goes to the floor and gets up 10, uh, 20 times and you try to imitate them and then you switch. So just going down to the floor and standing up 40 times, the entire class was completely wiped out. You, you know, it, there's a lot of work involved in going down and getting up uh, and in lots of simple things that we do every day, getting in and out of a car is actually a big deal. There, there's a lot of, when you, when you, uh, what do you say, deconstruct getting out of a car, if you do it one move at a time and take a, a break, try this as an experiment, just get out of your car and say, okay, I'm taking my hands off the wheel. Okay. I'm looking to the left. I'm shifting my weight. I'm moving my knees. I'm opening the door. I'm pushing. I'm this. I'm that. You'll see there's about like 20 moves we're doing just to get out of the car. So we're somatics in many senses. Training your nervous system in a lot of disciplines is about deconstructing everyday movement and utilizing your natural capacity to tune your nervous system by doing two things simultaneously. And all animals have this capacity. If you move in slow motion and simultaneously point your attention toward physically feeling your body as you move, this is the natural capacity we have to increase the function of our nervous system. What it's doing is it's teaching us to feel in more and more detail. Our nervous system develops habits for us. We have to develop habits so we can function in the world. And it's great that it develops habits, but these habits uh, can be uh, thrown out of skew by trauma reaction. And, and, and a certain amount of tension is now in your body that you, you don't even recognize after a while because everything comes to feel normal. So by the time you're 30 years old, you can be walking around and you can't even straighten your arm all the way and your, your head's, you know, four inches forward from your spine. And people say, hey, how are you, Joe? So oh, normal. I'm, I'm normal. Anything comes to feel normal. It doesn't mean you're normal. I call this uh, tension we carry around the invisible cage of tension. And most people over the age of 30, to one degree or the other, unless they're, they've been involved in somatic training their entire lives of some discipline or another, are carrying around a certain percentage of their muscles that are permanently clenched. This is what stiffness comes from in old age. You don't just become stiff as you get old. You get stiff because uh, muscles on the, on the front part of your spine and arms and legs are permanently clenched. And muscles on the back side of your spine, arms, and legs are permanently clenched. So they're fighting each other. They, and, and this is what creates stiffness is muscles that won't let go. Um, they used to call it old age. It's not old age. There's plenty of old yogis who are, are dancing the night away like it's no big deal. Stiffness is not, you're not doomed to stiffness with old age, but you must coax this tension out of your system. And the way to do that is to train your nervous system. That's very interesting. Um, I want to talk more about your book because I know that it just came out and you have to be very excited about that because it's always exciting to have a new work published and it's called Somatic Fanatic. And I know it's partly about your journey, but what if you tell us a little bit more about 
the book itself and and why you wrote it the, the i wrote it because i um have started a company called somatic training network we have an online platform uh called somaticlab.live and in and that's sort of a department store of all disciplines under the sun that train the nervous system we market through a bunch of sub brands we've created almost like departments in a department store we have pain works with an x that that runs promotions and free training and things to get people interested in training their nervous system for trauma recovery we have well works with an x that um is for seniors smart move for athletes and, and other kinds of house brands i knew that i wanted to start a podcast that um created conversations about nervous system for different types of people. I felt that really my job was to put the cultures of origin of all these disciplines in the back room at the beginning, because I realized in, in training with all these masters uh, to overcome my midlife crisis and develop myself, I realized that, you know, the, the cultures of origin of so many of these disciplines that do so much great work are a bit too exotic for many people on Main Street America. Mm -hmm. The Indians are too Indian. The, the, the Asians, they're too Asian. The, the Russians are too military. The Feldenkrais people are too scientific. It's kind of too much. The, the people who are training the nervous system for sensual touch are, are too wild or whatever. And I read a book by Dr. Cialdini, called, who wrote the very famous book, uh, Persuasion. And he wrote a new book a few years ago called Presuasion. And it's about creating an entire conversation before you get to an offer to orient people to your way of thinking. And I realized, wow, what I want to do as a business person and going back into business again and creating this one-stop online access training I said, I want to put all these disciplines in the back room. And first, I'm going to use this podcast to, to professionally craft 99 conversations about nervous system training to 99 kinds of people and explain to the working mother with four kids why nervous system training would be good for her and give her some free training to try it. To the 85-year-old grandmother who just fell two months ago and is, and is healing to the Olympic hopeful athlete who wants hyper performance and everyone in between the dancers and the, the businessmen with too much psychological tension. And I wanted to use somatic fanatic as a platform to over three years, craft 33 campaigns a year where we talk to specific types of people and let them experience training their nervous system. And then once we get that done and we get the light bulb off in their head, like it was put off in my head, then I can say to them, now we can help as a matchmaker and help you find the kind of discipline and the kind of instructors that are just right for where you're at and are coming from the same point of view you are. And maybe you start with pain works and three months later when you're healed, now you're going to go to smart move because you're also a tango dancer and you, know, you want to get better at tango and all of these things are possible from the nervous system. My book chapter about a major epiphany that happened came into that training with the self-doubt I came in 
and that every chapter was going to explain in the order it happened to me, the epiphany that led me to the next master, the epiphany that led me to the next one, and finally to this mission of discovering that all of these disciplines, what would you say? They, they all seem to have a, a, a misconception about reality. Every one of them feels that their founder was the first person in the world to discover these, what are actually universal principles. Mm-hmm. They, many of them are very concerned with lineage and this master and that master and not that master, but this master and doom, 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 doom. I'm not that kind of, uh, I call them the museum curators, the, the people who are very concerned with everything being exactly right. And we can trace our founder back 5,000 years. We can trace our founder back 6,000 years. To me, this is not so important. The work is important. Who does it? Who teaches it? To me, is secondary. The value of training your nervous system, of capturing this universal capacity we all have is what's important. So I realized they all felt that their founder invented this stuff and that their discipline was the best. And the third thing they felt is that it cures everything all the way through spiritual. I know you guys are very concerned with spiritual. So the way I approach marketing and and my mission to kind of tell this story in uh, a non-exotic way is I decided to focus on the practical, physical um, advancement. And I only use language about wellness and psychological benefit. And I very purposely do not use the word spiritual in anything we talk about. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that there are people in the United States that truly believe if you do downward dog, Jesus is going to send you to hell. We don't need that word. I, I believe that there's a huge difference between how you speak to students when they're in the classroom and how you speak to strangers out on the street to get them through the door into the classroom. And that's my job is to talk to strangers who have no idea about this and talk to them in a way that is not threatening their beliefs. That's not threatening their religion. That's stripping the exoticness completely away by not talking about, I can mention these various disciplines, but you're not seeing someone in a costume, you're not seeing anything, and we're just keeping it to a very practical conversation about physical wellness and psychological wellness. And over time, I come to tell them the reason it fixes both is because we experience all of life through our nervous system. We're taking in all sensation and all commands for movement. And so therefore, if you improve your nervous system in a way is sort of like the operating system of a computer. It, it, it is taking in and it's operating. So if you improve its function, you do actually improve everything. You improve how much excess tension you have. You let it go, which puts less pressure on your joints, which reduces inflammation and gives you more ease of movement and teaches you how to feel pleasure in your hands and all kinds of things. And it it also improves your ability to have spiritual experience. I just made a decision a long time ago that that third component 
is not going to be part of what we talk about. So we're not alienating anyone. And we can get everyone through the door to feel this benefit and just say, you just need to move in slow motion and focus on feeling it. You don't even need a discipline. You, you can sit home and move in slow motion and feel it while you're doing it. And your nervous system will improve if you do that every day. You don't need to do the cup and saucer thing from Tai Chi. You can move your hands any way you want if you do it very, very slow and, and feel it while you're doing it. Your nervous system compares what is more difficult, what is more easy, and your nervous system will start recalibrating itself to a higher form of function. And um, so that became my mission. And the book is about how I came to that mission, how it improved my life, and then how I got very frustrated that no master in the world could tell me, I'm a practical guy, I'm from New York, and I kept saying to the yogis, well, what is it we're doing here? You know, in one sentence, what, what is yoga? And they would go on and on and on. And I would say, well, that's very poetic, but just in one sentence, what is it? And I didn't get the answer. And I thought, wow, these guys are, they're so misty mountain. No one's telling me the thing. And I met the Russians and I was like, okay, these are soldiers. These guys are practical. They're going to tell me, what, what are we doing here? And they couldn't boil it down to a sentence either. And I mean, over years, no one could tell me. And then I discovered Feldenkrais and I had the same reaction. This is all in the book that I was like, okay, these are scientists now. These scientists, they're going to tell me exactly what we're doing here. And no one would tell me either. And in fact, the, the straw that broke the back was I, I was at a Feldenkrais training. Um, and we had been through two years of a four-year program. And they said, now go home and teach your friends and family for free. Practice, everybody. You have enough under your belt. Go ahead and practice. And this woman raised her hand and she said, when we're describing to our friends and family, when we're inviting them, what should we say this is? What's the one sentence? That, exactly my question. <laughs> right? And four career-long pros in Feldenkrais spent 10 minutes apiece, over a half an hour, explaining to all of us how there is no way to define what this is. It's so vast. And I found myself right back, like talking to a yogi. These are scientists, and they're still saying there is no way to define it. And as a writer, this was so unacceptable to me. I just left there with a sense of frustration I had never felt before. And I, I just felt like, how can all these learned people who do these magic tricks with their body, whose capacity is way beyond anything I'll ever be able to do, can't just spit out a sentence of what this is. And about two months later, I was walking through the forest and mumbling to myself like I always do. And suddenly this phrase nervous system training just came out of my mouth and it stopped me short. I stopped walking and I started analyzing and thinking. And in about two seconds, I realized that's what it is. That's what all these disciplines are doing. They are doing nervous system training. And that's when I realized what my mission was. My mission was to boil down the complex with the practical, simple language of everyday people to get them through the door and get them training their nervous system and sell this idea that health is a triangle of nutrition, strength training, and nervous system training. And all three of these need to be dealt with separately and seriously if you really want to have an easeful life that feels vigorous and resilient and, and all the rest of it. And that's what the book is about, is about this journey that took me from midlife crisis through 
um, a $2 million six-year investment in creating uh, the studio I'm standing in now and Somatic Training Network. That's an incredible journey, for sure. And I know that must be a very interesting read. So if we have some listeners out there who want to grab a copy of your book, or maybe they want to get in on some of those free sessions, or maybe they just want to listen to your podcast so that you can boil down for them exactly what this training is all about to make it easier for them to understand, because it sounds like you have done a great job of that. What's the best way for them to do that? I would say go to YouTube and look for Somatic Fanatic or Facebook or Instagram. Somatic Fanatic is where you search every episode of our long form podcast. On YouTube, we do 60 to 90 minute episodes. We're at the very beginning of it. There's only a few up there now, but another three are coming off the production line this week and there'll be more and more and more. Um, everyone is 60 to 90 minutes. Everyone has a theme. The first three are for lower back pain. The ones we're doing this week are all for neck pain. Every episode includes a long interview with a career instructor. And that instructor, in order to be on the podcast, has to supply us a full free class. So every single episode, there's a link to a 40 to 60 minute absolutely free class with the instructor that's featured on the episode. In some episodes, I'm doing the free class, but uh, I think we're one of the only uh, podcasts in the world that every single episode has an absolutely free class. And you can try various disciplines of training for yourself in your own house, absolutely free. There's links to get the book. Um, two weeks after our shooting today, the audio book will be out and I read the book. So you can hear me talking about my my journey, like I have now reading from the book. So I would go to Somatic Fanatic on YouTube is a great place to start. Okay, Awesome. That is amazing that you guys are offering that free training. I love that. And there's so many people out there I know who can benefit from that. So I highly encourage you if you're out there, if you found any of this interesting today, which I'm sure you did, or if you are just wanting to have a little bit more ease in your life, maybe you are suffering from back pain or neck pain, or just want to know how you can let go of some of that tension that we hold on to without even realizing it. Go check out the YouTube channel, Somatic Fanatic. Um, and I wanna thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. This has been such an interesting conversation. Thanks very much. A real, real pleasure for me to be here and get an opportunity to talk to your listeners. I really appreciate the invitation. I really appreciate you being here. And I wanna thank all of my listeners for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can always leave some stars on iTunes. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it or benefit from it. I want to wish you all a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <music>